Hello, everyone, and welcome to Big Pesci Island Vibes. I am your host, as always, Michael Hopkins, and I am joined today by the affable Errol Kern. Is that a word? That's a word. Affable, yeah. Would you consider yourself to be affable? I think so. Okay. You got to get to know me first, though. And that's what I'm hoping to accomplish with this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know you, but (laughs) but nobody knows who the hell we are unless it's uh, friends or family that are listening. They know who we are. But, uh, yeah, I'm hoping to kind of have this episode be an origin story. We can talk about who we are for a little bit and how we got the idea for the name Big Pesci Island Vibes. And, uh, yeah, that's that's the goal today, as it were. All right, let's do it. Perfect. So, Errol, uh, you and I are brothers, turns We're out. Bros. Straight up bros. I'm a big um, bro. He's the big bro. I'm little bro. But I'm but, also... Uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm slightly <laughs> taller than him, mm-hmm. but I I don't rub rub that fact in his face by any means. <laughs> have I? <laughs> no, actually, you haven't. Surprisingly. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't like give him noogies or anything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we're actually. Half bros, but I think we consider ourselves full-fledged bros, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we're bros through and through. Straight up bros. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We we share different biological fathers, but we were both uh, raised primarily by the same peppers. Yep. And uh, I'd say, would you say that you grew up with a slightly less conventional sense of humor? Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's fair. Where that stems from? Mm, well, definitely from our dad. He was really sarcastic. A lot of times crude, but in the best way. Um, and then also he influenced us with a lot of like alternative media and like music, underground movies, stuff like that. That's true. I think, uh, and yeah, I, I, I owe my sense of humor big time to dad and you obviously have had a tremendous influence on my sense of humor. I think uh, one of the earlier influences on both of us, as far as comedy goes, would probably be Ren and Stimpy, right? For sure. Yep. Yeah, there's something about the... It was kind of an off-kilter show, and uh, something about that kind of deadpan, kind of crazy style uh, influenced our sense of humor in a big way, I'd say. Yep, it was totally absurd and gross. And as kids, we just ate it up. Ate that shit right up. Like a big old dirty bag of filth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which I I eat on the reg these days. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a big Ziploc freezer bag full of filth that I carry with me. A man works hard for his filth. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) <laughs> you'd have to you'd have to kill me before you rip it out of my dirty hands. <laughs> yeah, uh Ren and Stimpy was definitely an early influence for us and it's a shame too because uh certain things have come to light about the uh creator of that show recently. Yeah, we're just going to have to forget about Ren and Stimpy altogether. It's, <laughs> it's a shame, dude. It is yep. a shame. <laughs> Yeah, I used to talk about Ren and Stimpy a lot, but as soon as I learned these things about John Kay, I just don't even bring it up generally. Yeah, yeah, it is unfortunate. It was a big part of our childhood, and I think a lot of people that are in our, in our generation. And also, I mean, <clears throat> Ren and Stimpy is kind of like a precursor to some of the style in um, SpongeBob. 
Very much so. And uh, a lot of the people that worked on Ren and Stimpy went on to become artists for SpongeBob. That, and then you'll get that yeah. uh, those uh, close-up gross-out pics that you see on SpongeBob right. a lot. Mm-hmm. Directly ripped from Ren and Stimpy. But, uh, for sure. Yeah. Maybe we'll just have to say we're big SpongeBob fans now. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, we we grew up with a kind of uh, off-kilter sense of humor. And there were always things that we knew were funny that not, you know, not everyone that uh, was tuned into kind of like the mainstream stuff would agree, like. Yeah, we've always had kind of an off-kilter sense of humor. I remember uh, I was in my late teens and Errol was in his early adulthood and he messaged me about Tom Goes to the Mayor. It's a great show. Wow. (laughs) What else can you say? (laughs) Yeah, Tom Goes to the Mayor was like Tim and Eric's first show on Adult Swim and uh, their sense of humor and the concepts that they were conveying I felt like were kind of like a crystallized version of our sense of humor and kind of like the things that we were raised around like small town kind of shit so it was super relatable and it just like hit super hard and was instantly like one of my favorite shows yeah, like the whole Jefferton being this really gross <laughs> kind of <laughs> shithole. And uh, yeah, they they just kind of got that uh, everything is kind of horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like um, most comedy is just like super cringy when you think about it. And I think most people have kind of uh, come around to the idea that most shit from the 90s wasn't particularly funny, but it's fun to make fun of at this point. Mm -hmm. But um, Tim and Eric were at the forefront of that. And yeah, it kind of felt made me feel less alone in the world, (laughs) knowing that uh, we weren't the only ones that kind of felt that way and got this kind of humor that kind of just poked fun at anything and everything in a way mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah, we were big Tim and Eric fans all through their career and I am still a Tim and Eric fan to this day love those boys yeah love them so yeah we've, we've always uh, had kind of this unusual style of humor and we always made each other laugh growing up I'd say and still make each other laugh. So um, I I had an idea. I was like, what if, what if, uh, what if, uh, what if we started some kind of podcast or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Shit. And I'm not the only one to have this idea. It turns out there are many podcasts out there. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, but there's no other podcast that taps into the Pesci vibes. Uh, yes, and that's what we're going to focus on today, those Pesci vibes that we're able to kind of concentrate. You know, uh, hold on. Can we uh are there any other Pesci podcasts out there? I don't know. If if there are, <laughs> uh I'm going to have to uh add like a forward and post mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and apologize to everyone. <laughs> And I'll tag the other Pesci podcasts and apologize. But as far as I know, uh, we're the only ones that really, really get to the heart of those, uh, at least island Pesci vibes. Right. But, um, yeah, so, shoot, let's do a dang podcast. Because I've, uh, Errol's more of a music man, and I kind of tried to dabble in, Uh, comedy a bit I did a bit of improv and stand-up and stuff like that for a while but then I became a family man it was a little difficult to get out and do that kind of stuff when I got these two little critters at home I got to take care of right Mm -hmm. and I I always felt stronger doing improv 
than I did with stand up because when you do stand up comedy, it's just you on your own up there and you don't really have anyone on your side unless you're able to get the audience on your side, which isn't always an easy task. Uh huh. I mean, as a musician, I'm sure you understand that. It, you, you, well, you've done some DJing where it's just you, but do, do you feel more comfortable when you're like uh, performing with someone up on stage rather than when it's just you? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I can't say I've ever just done like a solo performance before. Typically, it's with a band or at least with one other person. Right. And I'm sure you yeah. can make it work, but like I said, it, it's better to have someone up there that's on your side. It's got your back in case you start to sink, you know, for sure. You got like a like a life life jacket there. Totally. So I've always wanted to do something comedic in some capacity. And I didn't feel that I was that strong at stand up. And I didn't really have any homies that were down to uh, take like an improv act on the road. So I was like, let's just do a fucking podcast. I'm good at conversating, mm-hmm. you know, riffing, bouncing ideas off of another person. So we fucking went for it. Um, <laughs> but now I, I think we should probably get to the heart of the uh, title of the podcast, which people are probably baffled about and probably taken back by. Yeah. Do you, yeah, do you think talk. we made the right choice? I think it's a great name. It's it has mystique, you know? And it's like, right. no, no Pesci. I've seen him in a lot of my favorite films. He's endearing. He's a stone cold killer. <laughs> He's got a heart of gold. You can't not like him. That's true. And you can't say that about a lot of people either, that they're a stone cone killer. Stone 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 <laughs> cone. <laughs> stone cone killer. A cold stone killer. And they have a heart of gold. You know, the Cold Stone Killer that uh, bash your head in with a big frozen piece of marble? He uses a stone cone. <laughs> right. And then he jabs it into your eye, and then he fucking takes the ice cream scoop and plops it in while you're kind of, like, reeling backwards. He, oh, he puts it in the cone? In the cone while it's in your eye socket. <laughs> Does he eat it or does he just leave it? He leaves it and it just melts. And then people find it when it's like, and it's like his calling card. <laughs> I see. Well, I hope, I hope that uh, he's brought to justice one day because that's, that's a cold way to cold way to kill somebody with a stone cone. <laughs> stone, stone cone, Steve Austin. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, Arrow here lives in uh, Long Beach, California. Do you want to tell us a little bit about life in Long Beach? <sighs> Long Beach is cool, but I still haven't seen Pesci out here. Does he live out there? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably Long why. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a great place, but like I said, no Pesci's. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, yep. It's cool out there, though. I, I, uh, Christine and I were, my wife and I were fortunate to come visit you out there one time. And it's a cool place to be, for sure. But I, I remember we were hanging out that night and I was like, where's Pesci? Exactly. So, I mean, that's about as far as you get with Long Beach. Yeah. I mean, what I else know. more is there to say, really? Yeah, I got to start tracking down Pesci. It's <laughs> <laughs> always in the background. For sure. Yeah, we got to get him on the podcast eventually. That's that's our end game. Yeah, with this podcast. Um So yeah, he lives all the way out in Long Beach, California, and here I am a Midwestern family boy or family guy like uh Peter Griffin. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh I live in Port Clinton, Ohio. It's a real small town. My brother uh, grew up with me here. 
Um, would you say it's a shit town? <clears throat> I wouldn't quite say give it shit town status. <clears throat> it's it's on the on the verge of being shit town though, at least. You know, it has its charm. Um yeah, yeah, it's a borderline shit town. Borderline shit town. I think that's a fair statement. And, you know, I've got a couple friends out here, but there aren't a ton of like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the, the town is very, uh, leads very much towards the right. It seems a lot of, a lot of Trumpers out here, kind of gross. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I've, I've got two kids and uh, it, it's 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 an okay place to raise a couple kids, I reckon. But there's not a lot to do out here, yeah. and there definitely aren't a lot of funny people out here. <clears throat> there's a lot of funny looking people. Yeah, real funny looking. I was at Walmart today. Holy shit! Saw some real freaks. Yeah, I mean that's the best thing about Walmart. You know, it's like you stroll in there gonna be the best looking person you're gonna be the coolest person most likely definitely mm-hmm. and that's why i, I go to walmart just, yeah me too i just kind of go around and scoff at people like <laughs> yeah yeah i have to do that a couple times a week just to maintain <laughs> right just to feel a little better about yourself <laughs> for sure <laughs> yeah i hadn't even showered today and I went to Walmart and I still felt fucking sexy and intelligent. Smelled the best. <laughs> Smelled the best, <clears throat> right, for sure. I had squirted a little bit of that uh, Old Spice body spray on myself, so I was smelling particularly good. Nice. Old Spice, uh, like like the Spice in Dune, which just came out. That is the Old Spice. That's the oldest spice, arguably. Yep. Because mm-hmm. is is that also a long time ago in a galaxy far away like Star Wars? You know that's a good question. I would say yes, based on the technologies they have. It's a little bit steampunky, maybe. Right. It's like old future kind of technology, yep. not quite uh, polished and. But it is polished. Yeah, by the sand that's that's whipping all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> but is it Polish? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They got worms. Got worms in the sand. Probably worms in their butt. Who knows? You ever had worms? Oh, you cut out there. I'm just going to assume you have. Hello? <laughs> Hello, here I am. All right, cool. You ever had yeah, worms? So have I had worms? Yeah. I never had them in me. You're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> it's an experience. No, I've never had worms. Uh, Big Pesci Island vibes. Worm-free experience. Guaranteed. Um, that's... <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'm going to speak briefly on the other members of the uh, Pesci Island Vibes crew on their behalf um, before we get to our Put-in-Bay visit, which is a whole whole other story on its own. Uh, let's see, we got Dylan Beckwith. He's a friend of mine. I met up in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Um, he and I got an opportunity to open for the great David Liebehart, which you've met before. Yep. Yeah, he drew a portrait of me and my friends for like 10 bucks. Excellent. Yep. So yeah, we, we got this opportunity to open for him. He was playing in Ipsy. So uh, he and my buddy Benny and I started a improv group. We hadn't had a lot of experience in improv, but uh, we got together this little routine that we did and we called ourselves the ice cream social. And uh, 
it was it was really well uh, uh, well received by the people that were actually watching. So we're like, we you should mean, keep doing this. You mean this. David Liebehart fans? You, yes, that's right. <laughs> and I hold them in the highest regards too. So <laughs> that was <laughs> that was big for us. That that's was cool. Our, I didn't know this story. Yeah, yeah, it was a trip. Well, we had a friend that somehow booked the gig as uh, he was calling his solo act Lips, which is pretty cool. But he was moving, so he kind of passed it off to us. So we got this opportunity, and it went really well. So we started doing some kind of uh, musical improvised shows at a couple places around town. And it, it was going surprisingly well for us. And then it, it kind of fizzled out for one reason or another. And that's when I started stand up. Huh. But, um, <clears throat> and I, I liked stand up, but it was hard, really hard. And like I said, I'd, I'd rather have a homie to bounce off of and come up with new things because I feel like. My, I don't have. I'm not very strong when it comes to like speaking written material out to people. I feel like I'm doing mm. a fucking TED talk or something. Uh huh. <clears throat> I just like being goofy as hell on stage, and I don't think I have that kind of confidence when I'm alone. You know. <clears throat> you need more like gags. Yeah, goofs too, preferably. Yeah, and, like need like a big bag of tricks. Yeah, some props that might help. Yep. Yeah, totally. I could I could potentially rival Carrot Top if I if I worked on it. <laughs> it's like, oh, what's this? A big dildo? Then I started just banging <laughs> myself with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dylan, he's a younger man. Uh, he's he's kind of still trying to figure out what he wants to do on this earth. But uh, he's he's a very talented musician and he's a very funny guy. He actually just kind of recently has been doing more stand up, and I, th- I think he could be successful in that because he's just got that personality, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's an old old improv buddy of mine, I guess you'd say. And when I when I asked him if he wanted to feature on some episodes of Big Fashy Island Vibes, he said, "Fuck yeah, dude!" He said, "Fuck yeah." <laughs> He started beating off right away. <laughs> That's how I know he was in. <laughs> yeah, I just said, fuck yeah, in that certain kind of like tone of voice, you know. <laughs> that was a good impression of him, actually. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And then uh, another person that's featured on an episode, my buddy Madison Gangle. Uh, you got to hang out with him a bit while we were in Vegas. It's a great time. It's a wonderful yeah. man. Yes, he's a cool dude. Uh, you know, we uh, line up politically, which is pretty important because I can't really see myself hanging out with any fucking Trump boys or whatever. And uh, we uh, have a very similar sense of humor and in our interests line up. So it's just a no brainer to have him on, really. Yeah, solid dude. I'm looking yep. forward to getting on a show with him. Yes, absolutely. Yep, we will definitely do one of those coming up here and then uh we also had dylan's pal eli another talented musician i don't know a ton about him but i know that he's a solid dude and made an excellent shrek episode so (laughs) yeah so hopefully we'll be seeing him in the future too anyway back to the main pesci boys we're going to talk about the origin of our name big pesci island vibes and it all starts with you coming out to portland ohio to visit for my daughter's birthday yep that's right yeah this was just this past summer 2021 right that's right yep it was in uh the end of june yep my bro oh go ahead you first i was gonna say we had this whole scheme you know hang out, celebrate Avery's birthday. My daughter. Um, and then close out the weekend with a trip to Putin Bay, which is just like a classic tourist attraction in the near shit town, Port Clinton. That's right. A kind of party island, if you will. 
Yeah, it's a party island in Lake Erie. And I guess to convey the vibes, it's like conservative lake party people vibes. Yeah, would you like, see that there's a Jimmy Buffett kind of aspect to it? There's definitely a parrot head presence. <laughs> you just feel it. And what Putin Bay had its own Jimmy Buffett, right? Pat Daly. That's right. Yep. The man himself. <clears throat> <laughs> Revered as a god on the island. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's the kind of place that you can go. And if you stay out past like seven o'clock, you're probably going to see some middle aged boobs at some point. Absolutely. And probably right. a couple. Yeah. And probably a couple fights. Yeah. There's going to be fights. <laughs> Just a great time. <laughs> so, so yeah go, go ahead Mike. keep going keep going all right i was gonna say we had this idea to revisit this classic vacation destination but on acid that's right that was our little scheme our yeah. little bloody scheme <laughs> <laughs> So we got over there, what, like around noonish or so? Yeah, definitely. It was like uh, right around lunchtime. Yep. Yep. And uh, luckily we had Mike's wife, my sister-in-law, Christine, with us to kind of be our shaman and guide. <laughs> yeah, she's like our Sherpa. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I don't think we would have made it without her. Yeah, no, I, I definitely give big props to Christine, you know, and she had fun too. It's not like she was just babysitting the whole time, but it was nice to have that kind of voice of reason there. <laughs> Otherwise, things could have gone south. <laughs> but yeah, I guess like right out the gate when we got there, we went to the cart rental and we ended up with cart number 69, right? how fortuitous i mean we all looked at each other like nice yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was such it was like the greatest start <laughs> totally to a day of debauchery <laughs> <laughs> that's right so yeah we ended up with card 69 we hadn't dropped acid yet uh we wanted to get our some food in our bellies and maybe uh alcoholic beverage first right mm-hmm and uh, we were able to procure some acid from an old pal of mine. And I believe there were uh, Rick and Morty on the acid. Yep. Yep. It was Rick and Morty acid. Yeah. So we, we knew we were in for a hell of a time. And we had gotten three hits, but I think we both decided we were going to do one each. Yep. So we didn't lose our fucking minds. So. Mm. <laughs> We go to this cool restaurant. I don't recall the name of it, but um, we get some tasty food. I think I ate some wings and fries. Uh, Christine was trying to hit the booze pretty hard early, so she'd be kind of sober later on. So she ordered several buckets of alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) She was drinking buckets. Yeah, Yeah, she she was starting her bucket collection relatively early and stacking them up. So yeah, we had a pretty tasty meal. And then right there in the booth at the restaurant, I handed Errol his hit and I ate mine. <laughs> and that that's where it all started. That's where it all really began. Mm-hmm. So do you recall what we did right after that? I think maybe we went to that corner store. Yeah, yeah. So we jumped in the old 69 golf cart. <laughs> And uh, we decided that we're going to go smoke a joint somewhere and just kind of like chill for a minute. And we drove out to that park that's like on the other side of the island. And uh, on the way out there, Joe Pesci comes up for whatever reason. And you guys (laughs) start start telling me that he has this somewhat prolific recording career as a recording artist. (laughs) And I couldn't believe it. (laughs) <laughs> and just like, yeah, we have to listen to it. So 
we get out there and we're chilling at a picnic table, smoking a joint. And uh, I think Christine put on put on his cover of What a Wonderful World. That's right. That's yep. That's where the seed was planted. Yep, and it was just like the perfect onset to a trip with it little was. Joe and that sweet velvety voice of his. Oh man, little you know little I mean? Joey sure can sing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then you know he finishes off the song with, uh, you know what? Maybe this world ain't such a bad place after all. <laughs> this <laughs> so bad, <laughs> right? With this little pesky voice. Yeah. yeah it was perfect and i remember at that bench i feel like uh the acid had just started to kind of come on and like mm-hmm. you said it was a perfect precursor and i do recall at that bench on the bench i i saw like 10 different species of insects that i've never seen before in my life right yeah they were all over us quickly what the hell weird weird ass insects i've never seen before would you agree that there are too many species of insects? Yeah, there's way too many. There's more species of insect than there are people in the world. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like <laughs> enough already. I don't know if that's yeah. true, but <laughs> I'll go with that. <laughs> so, yeah, we're sitting there smoking that joint. Uh, we see some cops roll by, of course. Like, oh, whoa, hide the joint, hide the joint. But uh, yeah, they didn't, they didn't give fine. us any guff, though. No, they didn't give us any guff. We're just chilling. So we finish the joint, and then we start. Uh, we hop onto old sixty nine again, and we start scooting around. And I think from there we went to the uh, beer garden. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> I was feeling pretty good at the beer garden. Yeah, that's where I started to see you kind of like lose it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> No, when you say when you say I'm starting to lose it a little bit, what? How do you mean? <laughs> well, it's like it's like when the laughing becomes too frequent and too loud. You know, like that's when people start to like notice. They're just like, huh? Yeah, what's like, up what's, with this guy? They're yeah. having way too much fun. You know, totally. Yep. <laughs> and, you're uh, right. You're right. That's like not normal uh, drunk laughs. That's something else entirely. Yeah, it like bubbles up from like deep within you and it becomes this like booming kind of laugh, you know? Right. <laughs> and how were you feeling at that point? Did you feel pretty in control at that point? I was feeling chill and I was like, okay, you know, we're about an hour in at this point and I feel totally manageable. And, uh, but to be honest, I was getting a little bit of discomfort and I was like ready to like, keep moving instead of being like chilling at a bar that's right yep so, so i think we, from there we went to the chocolate museum right the chocolate museum of all things <laughs> that's right and so we went in and there's this weird little like nook in there it's like an old shitty couch and a tv <laughs> <laughs> playing like some i don't know chocolate reel and <laughs> there are a couple of uh face holes in there like a willy wonka face hole and uh, uh, Lucille Ball face hole. Yeah. So we, we snapped a couple of pics, poking our faces through. And mm-hmm. yeah, we were starting to feel pretty goofy at that point, I feel like, because we were discussing venturing further into the Chocolate Museum. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ultimately decided no fucking way because there were like a hundred kids there. And they were like, yeah, there's man. a lot of Peace Frog gear in there for some reason oh yeah peace frogs <laughs> so, we we're talking about maybe picking up some peace frog apparel but we, we ultimately decided against it yeah yeah i like that stuff you know i kind of wish i had one of those hats right now but i know where i can get them now <laughs> that's right next time we're on the island hopefully we'll we'll be uh losing our mind a little bit less than we were last time and we can managed to purchase one of those pieces of apparel Mm -hmm. so yeah i think after that errol and i were both ready to get the fuck out of there pretty much uh so we uh hopped on old faithful 69 
and we started scooting away. Do you recall where we ended up after that? See, after that, I want to say that we, you know, we probably did like some laps around the island, maybe. That's right. And I think that's when we listened to, that's when I mentioned Pesci's rap song. Oh, yeah. You were trying to find it on your phone. And uh, I think you found his more tame, kind of looser definition of a rap song on your phone, which was like the, uh, I'm a wise guy. Or no, no, no. That's the actual one. It was like the promotional song for My Cousin Vinny, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of had like a big band kind of thing going on or something. Yeah, it's more big band. It kind of has like a spoken word rap kind of aspect to it, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't his full-blown rap song. So we're listening to that and kind of geeking out to it because it's such a trip. And I wonder if that's where we made first mention of... uh, the Pesci Island vibes. Yeah. Yeah. You coined it. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that we were at that one bar where we were sitting on those crazy stumps. Oh yeah, that's right. We went to a place called uh, Joe's bar, I believe. And uh, Christine was kind enough to go inside and get us some drinks. And she was like, do you guys want to come hang out in here? And we looked at each other like, Oh, I don't think so. So, <laughs> so we we ended up outside on the craziest fucking chairs you ever saw. It's like these stump chairs made out of yeah. tree roots. Those were insane <laughs> stump chairs, like pretty much the trippiest throne you could sit in that is actually a seat and not just some random fucking formation. Right. But so that the was, other that thing about those those fucking seats is they were totally incredible. And awesome on their own, but they happen to be flanked by garbage cans and portajons. The shitter, yeah. So yeah. it was like <laughs> the coolest possible chairs by like the dingiest, nastiest <laughs> shit that you can imagine. So I think the juxtaposition kind of threw us for a loop. It was so, very psychedelic. I mean, so, smelling the fumes from the portajon kind of like <laughs> spiked the whole experience, you know? Yeah, those shit gases really just <laughs> filling up the nostrils. So we, we didn't last long there. Um, we hopped on old 69. As we were leaving, we passed this cart, and there was this fucking guy on the back of it whose face was, as I recall, as red as like an apple. Mm-hmm. And he, he was, was just, he was making a big fuss. He was just spouting diarrhea out of his mouth, like <laughs> like you, you wouldn't be able to shut him up if you tried. I feel like. Yeah, I think <laughs> what happened was we were getting in the cart, and it's like one of those moments, like when you get to the grocery store, and you think you got a spot because somebody's walking to their car, and when they get in the car, they sit in it for like ten minutes with the fucking taillights on. Right, you wait to take their spot. So that was us. We were that person in our cart, kind of like getting our shit together before we were going to pull out. Meanwhile, this cart pulls up behind us and is waiting for our spot. And the man sitting on the opposite side of the cart, like the the back facing seat, he's just like screaming, like all this shit. We're like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) And we realize that he's actually yelling. It's directed at us. And he's like, stoner, stoner, two by four. <laughs> yeah, because Christine, I feel like, confronts them because she's like trying to be, she's trying to be affable, bringing it back to mm-hmm. that word. Yep. And she's like, uh, what, what are you shouting about? You know, just kind of in a jokingly kind of manner. And that, yeah, that's when the guy starts shouting, stoner, stoner, two by four. <laughs> and the, by that point, we're already zipping down the street, kind of left with that on in our brains. <laughs> <laughs> and we're trying to figure it out. What the <laughs> fuck was he talking about? So, so we we mused over that for quite some time, like all the different possibilities of what he could be talking about. And I think we were wondering if maybe he was like some kind of prophet. And someone just need, he needs like a scribe. To be writing down yeah. everything that comes out of his mouth to kind of yeah he's he's actually blind. <laughs> <laughs> his mouth like, wow, is always pretty, going pretty accurate. I mean, there's like three of us, so he was like really close. 
Yeah. <laughs> as far as numbers go, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, because kind of you got to kind of take some liberties when you're uh, deciphering some of these prophecies, of course. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that 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 tripped us the fuck out. Um, you know what that guy is? He's the herald of this podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I hadn't thought about it that way, but you're right. <laughs> I hope we don't have to credit him for that. <laughs> it seems tough to so, work with. So I, right, I guess you could say by this point, we're feeling the Pesci Island vibes big time. And that's when we decide to go into the fucking cave on the island. Oh, uh, yeah. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> Yeah, the whole time I I thought I was gonna see a fucking giant geode. Like I was like, man, I'm ready to get dazzled by the world's biggest geode or whatever the fuck they were saying it was gonna be. We're like, no, no, like actually, no, let's go down to the cave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were for some reason the geode is at the winery. And that's right. I think it came up that we wanted to stay as far away from the winery as possible for whatever reason. So, so we ended up at fucking Perry's cave with Commodore Perry, and uh, their their like logo has this old kind of prospector type guy. So it's we were Perry. <laughs> we were referring to him as Perry, and it was making us cackle at the top of our lungs, obviously. <laughs> so when we're there, we buy tickets for the cave tour, and uh, this is like peak humidity and heat time for our island trip too so yeah, we're all it's 100 percent yeah we're dumping sweat we kept referring to our wetness level <laughs> and, and <laughs> er- errol kept looking at me <laughs> and he'd say we gotta get you dry <laughs> like, it was, like it was pertinent that i somehow dry myself off you gotta find somewhere to dry off <laughs> you're right you're right so we checked out some old cars, and that was pretty chill. And then we end up in the gift shop for the Butterfly House, and mm. <laughs> and it was it was pretty nice and cool in there. And we found a good drying off point, which is their restroom, <laughs> so, stocked with paper towels. That's right. Errol and I took turns going in there and just sopping up some of our wet. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> We were half tempted to check out the butterfly house, but I someone I feel like someone stopped and said, if you're going to the butterfly house, don't. It's hot as hell in there. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, oh yeah, it was like 20 bucks a person, too. And you know it was gonna be right. right. Yeah, we're like, okay, maybe we'll skip the butterfly house. So it comes time for our cave tour, and there's like this, I don't know, would you say she was like 16-year-old girl uh heading yeah, the tour? That's reasonable. Mm-hmm. And right from the get-go, she had, like, this look of uh, dread on her face, almost. Yeah, (laughs) pretty disgusted with Yeah, it immediately gave me bad vibes. (laughs) 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 Like, my Pesci vibes were out of the equation for this cave tour. Yeah, they get canceled out if we go subterranean. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Fucking, you know, can't pick up his vibes down there. That's right. So she she starts telling us all this weird dark shit about the cave, and then she's like, "Okay, let's go down there now." And we're like, "Oh, okay." Oh yeah, she's like, uh, "Don't don't touch any of the walls because uh, there's something about human bacteria that'll fuck up the stalactites or something." And she's yeah, like, "Yeah, the whole cave ecosystem will just be compromised yeah. by the human touch." That's right. She's like, "If you do, I will." I can and will call the police. We're like, oh shit, okay. Yeah, she starts threatening us like, as soon yeah, as we get down. <laughs> right off the bat. So we go down in this crazy fucking cave, and it it's trippy as hell for sure. Yeah, everything <laughs> and it has a really low ceiling, so it has that weird hunchy factor to it. And beyond that, going down there. I feel like our group was like a sold out show. Like there was yeah, so there many people down there. Way and, too many people. Yep. Yeah. It just added to the claustrophobic feeling. 
And then oh. what? So we're down there and she's like giving us this whole spiel about the cave and all of its its dark legacy and all of the, the <laughs> bodies that it's claimed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess like the one saving grace and what made it made it Perry's cave was that when the soldiers were fighting in the civil war, they had to retreat and like seek refuge down there. And that was the only place they could find fresh water. That's right. Yep. But since then, since that godsend of fresh water, eventually the subterranean water supply was tainted by people coming to the Island or something. And they were still in the water, but then it became deadly water. That's right, right, because of the, the coins that they threw in there, I think, right? <laughs> I think that's what she said. Yeah, she Holy said, people Holy. used to drink this water, but then started poisoning people. Jesus Christ. Yep, and, so a couple people died. Right. Because of drinking the water. Yeah, and we're looking at this water, and then she says that it's, like, insanely deep. And it's weird because the water is completely clear. So it looked really shallow. Like all you saw in it were reflections kind of. But then she'd like yeah, shine a flashlight so down cool. there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that tripped us the fuck out. I mean. Yeah, that like, was a face melter. It looked like it was like six feet deep. But she right. that it was like 25 feet or something like that. Right, right. And and uh, I I remember being like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was preposterous. Yeah. So then after that, the tour was over, and she's like, okay, now you need to walk back the way you came. And I I think that we all thought that there, it was like a through tour, kind totally. of. So we had to go back and scale these sketchy ass stairs. <clears throat> yeah. And, I was glad uh, to be getting out. That's yeah, really, for sure. I, I think I'm we were we were showing a little hustle when we when we went out of that fucking cave. <laughs> so, yeah, we it was nice and cool down there, I will say. But then we went back into the out in the hot wet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and now after that, things become a little fuzzy for me. I don't I don't know about you. Yeah, I was tripping pretty hard at that point. That cave really kicked it in for me. <laughs> yeah, it was like over the top at that point. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I definitely wanted to just turn tail and run out of that cave at one point. <laughs> I was like, okay, she right. hasn't actually started the spiel. I could easily turn back right now and get out of here. <laughs> but, right. Uh, but you didn't want yeah. to take too much attention to you. It's like yeah, something's yeah. going on with that guy. He just hauled ass out of this cave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we stuck it out. Yeah, like pros. Mm-hmm. Like dang pros. So we got the hell out of the cave, and I think we were primarily uh, just scooting around the island at that point, just saying, man, it's just these big Pesci Island vibes that are fun. We were awash with the vibes at that point. We were, and that's pretty much all we could talk about at that point, I feel mm-hmm. like. So I remember we ended up at fucking Perry's Monument at one point. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and... uh we, we were thinking we'd be able to scale it. It's like this gigantic stone monument that uh, typically you're able to take an elevator up to the top and look out over the island, but it was closed down maybe because of COVID or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we just kind of looked at it and then we went behind the monument and just kind of like looked at the water and we saw some of the craziest fucking clouds out over the water. Like, I, I'm sure that us tripping it was a huge part of why they looked so fucking wild, but it was the weirdest fucking sky I'd ever seen. Like there was some weird shit going on, right? Yeah, it was crazy. It would be like colorful off to one and super black and stormy off to the other. And then like, it was just constantly swirling and changing. Like it would go from being sunny and like, not many clouds to being completely overcast and like raining and just like the nonstop changing weather really added to how disorienting the experience was, you know, just, just made the trip that much more intense. Absolutely. Like, yeah, we'd be driving around, it'd be hot and sunny and all of a sudden it'd be misting 
and yeah, just the clouds and the different colors in the sky. It it, it just seemed otherworldly, kind of. Totally. Yep. It was cool. So at that point, uh, I think we decided to, we'd like to get another drink at a bar. So we ended up at this brewery, um, and uh, we go in, and I point out this Blues Brothers statue in the front, and we just kind of laugh it off real quick, and then get inside, right? <laughs> and then. Uh, you and Christine go and sit in a booth and I go to the bathroom at that point. And uh, the bathroom is fucking weird. The walls are painted all sorts of weird psychedelic colors. <laughs> I just remember going in there and taking a piss and just like leaning, almost leaning my forehead against the wall and just like, just like geeking out at the walls. <laughs> and then, then I come out and I could tell Errol was visibly like not stoked about being there and I wasn't really wanting to be there either so we were like uh, Christine we should go <laughs> we should get the fuck out of here so we we left a dollar tip because the server had given us some water and we get the fuck out of there and I stop at the Blues Brothers statue <laughs> And it's like uh, this crusty old dilapidated statue of what, like John Belushi or Jim Belushi, uh, John Belushi yeah. screaming into a microphone. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it has a, uh, like a thin layer of like algae growing over it. So it totally. looks like, like putrefied kind of like. <laughs> There are big sinister vibes coming from the statue. It was kind of cursed, I feel like. And I stopped to get a picture, and I was cackling like a fucking idiot while I was doing it. And Errol is trying to corral me away from the statue. He's like, no, come on. Come on. We got to get out of here. At first, I thought that he was concerned. He was concerned about the statue itself like putting a spell on me but after the fact i realized that it was more him worried about me making everyone realize that i was tripping nuts because <laughs> there were people like out on the patio watching us <laughs> yeah you know you know what's sad about that people take that statue that's there they take it for granted that's true not us you know, more people need to take a minute to stop and just get close to it and stare directly into its soulless, soulless eyes. Yeah. That's right. Yep. I agree. Yep, that's right. And uh, yeah, too many people just uh, glance at it and just walk on by, but not us. We appreciated it for what it was. And I did get an excellent shot of it. I'm thinking I'll use that picture for the uh, cover of this episode, too, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. People need to see that. <laughs> Definitely. So, yeah, at that point, we're still tripping really good. I think at that point, we just fucking scooted around the island on old 69, just checking out all the sites. And uh, we barely said a word during that point because you and I were just tripping so hard. Christine was kind of drunk and we were just kind of vibing, feeling the Pesci Island vibes big time. <clears throat> For sure. And then uh, it was time to go. So Christine grabbed herself a coffee drink. I, I snacked out on some like greasy, cheesy fries at this like shitty spot, like right by the boat. Those fries were pretty cool, though. They were, like, super authentic. <laughs> yeah, they were good. I feel like I really needed something salty at that point, too. So that was nice. Yeah, that was cool. Mm -hmm. So uh, then we got on the fucking boat, and we went up to the top. There's, like, a top point where uh, you're just out. And I do recall that the sky was still doing some fucking wild shit at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, like, misting and just... Just a trippy day on the lake for sure. Yeah, just in general. And then there were this there was this fucking group of people up there that were were fucking tripping us out. And I think the entire ride back, which is like just over a half hour, maybe forty minutes, I think. Yep. We were just watching this odd group of people the entire time. And I don't think any of us said a word to each other. 
the entire no, time. No, we didn't say anything the whole time. I was just <laughs> entranced by this group of people. It was Which so are really weird. weird. Like thinking about it, I mean, one thing I could say overall is that they were like kind of fit. Yeah, like the guys were kind of like maybe bodybuilders of some kind, and they were like, maybe. they had the jawline going. For sure. Yeah, they were kind of like conventionally handsome mm-hmm. and real smug. <laughs> like they had this dumb smirk on their faces the whole time. <laughs> and just the, having the best time. They, they were, and the, the women they were with were kind of like, I don't know, if would, the, would you consider the term to be like ratchet, kind of, for them? <laughs> Maybe a little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they had kind of like uh, Jersey Shore vibes, if I recall correctly. Yeah, that's, that's reasonable. Yeah, yep. and they were being just so animated and peculiar, and at the time we thought maybe they were tripping too. But I feel like that's just something that you equate to other people while you're tripping, maybe. Just trying to understand them. You're just like, oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> How can I wrap my mind around this fucking bizarre group of people? But I just think they were just so entirely different from us that it just blew our minds. <laughs> <laughs> so we just watched them the entire time. Then we got back. Uh, Christine picked up the kids and we went back to the house and we ordered some fucked up pizza. <laughs> yeah, some trippy pizza man. was not the same. The pepperoni <laughs> placement on this one pizza. It's like he was going around with the pepperoni and then he got like he started glitching out and he just shot a bunch of pepperoni into one spot. <laughs> uh, shit. And it didn't it didn't taste particularly good at the time, probably because we were still coming down from a gnarly trip. And then we watched yeah. more. <laughs> we watched more uh, Pesci, if I recall. We, and I think that's when we found the proper Pesci rap out uh, song. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Which is What's it uh, it's a fucking uh, wise guy. Wise guy. Yeah. Yeah. Which, if you haven't seen it, it's a fucking trip. Look it up on YouTube. Um, it's just like a very bland and unwilling Joe Pesci rapping. To uh, what what is what is the song that it samples? Because it's a really it's, good song. It's Rapture by Blondie. That's right. Yep. But, <laughs> I would say that Joe Pesci knocks Debbie Harry out the box when it comes to rapping. <laughs> For sure. Yep. He killed it. <laughs> I think he had Jay Z go on that one. That's why it's so good. Right, yep. <laughs> so the song's a trip, and he talks about uh, respect and intellect, and but at the same time, the song is big time res- disrespecting women, so it's kind of <laughs> contradictory. It's the bitches little gitches. <laughs> yeah, it's the bitches little gitches. I don't know what entirely he means by that, but I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure he meant well, it. In the song, I think it's pretty much in the first verse, he talks about how he's like out on the town with like a couple you know, of guys. Blonde, well, a blonde chick and a brunette chick. Oh, that's true. Yep. But that's right. Since they are sly and you can't trust them, as he says in that little tagline, uh-huh. he, he like takes them out before they can do anything to him. Oh, okay. That's right. He's like, oh, put you in a pond or something yeah. like, along those lines. Yeah, I see. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. So okay. it's just a song about sense. bring your baby, you know? Right, right. And it was cool. Uh, Errol and I were in Las Vegas recently while my wife and I were getting hitched, and uh, we, we listened to that while we were driving down the strip, and it was awesome. <laughs> it's totally outrageous. It really was. So yeah, then we then we uh, after the pizza we watched Cats, which we already did an episode on Cats, so we don't have to recap that, right? So yeah, you can after this episode you can circle back and just kind of get the chronological experience of what that day was like. That's right, and I believe the episode is titled Dozer and Quigley because those are two characters that we concocted over the course of that episode. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes, this is perfect context to get into the Dozer and Quigley episode. 
that's almost a part two of this. So it's a prequel, really. It is a prequel, yeah. <laughs> so there you have it. That's where the Big Pesci Island vibes came from. That's that. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history, as it were. And we're looking forward to producing many more episodes for you. And we want to thank you all for listening. Make sure you tap into the island vibration. Yes, that's right. Do your best to tap into the island vibration. Errol, did you have anything you wanted to add before we signed off? Uh, you know, there was one other thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah, let's do and it. It's that birthday boy, Big 21, Alex. Oh, fuck, dude. I forgot about Alex. How could I leave Alex out of the equation? Dude, Holy Alex shit, dude. just turned 21 that day <laughs> that we were on the island and man it was so good to see him out there he had one of those he had like a single wheel uh, hoverboard kind of thing transportation of the future yeah I don't know what the fuck you call that thing I I feel like that's the first time I've seen anything remotely like it (laughs) (laughs) so he's cruising on that he's tailing all of his boys that are in a golf cart and he real aloof, right? Yeah, he just follows them around, like flexing on that fucking hoverboard <laughs> thing. He's got some like bladed sunglasses on. He's probably wearing a helmet because he's careful like that. <laughs> and then his friends are just cruising around with a sign that says, Guess who's 21? Alex. <laughs> Alex. Holy shit, dude. Man, we we had many run-ins with him too. He was really getting around the island that day, dude. When when does he ever charge that thing? Like, <laughs> right, right. That that thing must have a hell of a battery life on it because he was scooting around like big time. Holy shit! I feel like he had some kind of weird hairdo too. Like, did he? Did he? Ha- I I want to imagine that he had a rat tail, but I could be misremembering. Like, no, he was not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> fuck dude his, yeah it's his like, shit was square taper yeah it's like he wasn't even hanging with his bros like like they were entirely separate entity from him like it was bizarre yeah it's like his fantasy 21st birthday was just to be like cruising around on that thing while his friends kind of just watch him and do their own <laughs> thing <laughs> yeah dude oh man I'm so glad you reminded me of Alex. I can't believe I forgot that crucial detail because that I feel like that's where shit started to get really weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as a once in a lifetime experience for sure. <laughs> we were like Alex. Oh yeah, and then we were at a bar one point where they were uh, this uh, two person, this duo was doing a cover. I forget what song. Do you remember what song oh, they were covering? This is like Melissa Etheridge or yeah. It oh, it was a like, party in the USA. Oh my god, dude. It sounded like dog shit. Like oh. they were totally off key. And we were just we're sitting at uh the bar that's its claim to fame was it's like the longest bar in the USA, right? In in the world. In the world, supposedly. That's right. Yeah, and it was the afternoon and there was this horrible whoa just blasting out like the worst cover versions we've ever heard. And we were just trying not to laugh too hard at them to where it would be obvious, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was tough. (laughs) I remember I went up to a, a a scratch off uh, machine and I put some money in to grab a couple scratchers just for fun. And this lady walked by me and she's like, "Mm, that thing's out of order, you know? I was like, huh? (laughs) It gave me, it gave me like a bonus five dollars scratch off. So it it was out of order in the best possible way. (laughs) Yeah, it's like an honor system not to use it. (laughs) Right, right. And I don't. She wasn't even an employee there either. It's some lady that, like, maybe she's just there a lot. Fuck, that's right. I'm glad that you unlocked those memories <laughs> for me. That's good. Yeah, so that's just more of the uh, fucking insanity that we endured on the island that day. <laughs> Truly a trip to remember. 
Indeed. Would you do it again? <laughs> I think so. I think I would. Is that crazy? What about you? <laughs> yeah, I'd do it again. Totally. <laughs> I think I think it would have to be like a five or ten year like re- revisiting kind of thing. Yeah. We're going to be old men the next time we do it. <laughs> cool. It's a date. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll check back in on our next fucking psychedelic excursion on the party island, Putin Bay. <laughs> cool. All right, Errol. Well, it was fantastic going over this uh, once in a lifetime trip with you. And I hope it gave the listeners some insight into what it means to have big Pesci Island vibes. Right on. Right on. All right. We'll catch you next time. Thank you very much. Take care. Errol. <laughs> Later. Uh, bye-bye.